Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode 145 of the Church Leadership Podcast. Hard to believe that we're already at 145. We're so glad you're watching or listening to today's episode. And our mission here is to encourage and equip leaders in the local church to be disciples and make disciples. And we believe our conversation today is going to do just that. I want to remind you to go and subscribe to our podcast. If you listen to it each and every week, you probably get tired of hearing that, but there's new people every single episode. And so we want to make sure that you subscribe too, so that you don't miss a single conversation. And we're pumped. We're excited about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, Mark and I have discussed a lot of topics, yes. uh, some principles that we hope are helpful to you. But I believe what we're going to talk about today may be kind of the rubber meets the road yes. kind of a scenario where we're talking about something that all of us who lead in the local church who deal with either on a regular basis or we've dealt with in a major way, or if you haven't yet, just wait, it's coming. Okay? It's coming. Right. Um, dealing with difficult people, tough situations in ministry in the local church. How do we do that? How do we handle those people that well, maybe they're not so easy to handle. How do we handle those situations that are, we didn't expect, we don't know what to do, we, we don't, weren't prepared for, and that maybe have a negative or adverse effect on uh, our, our local church or the ministry we have in the yeah. church? I guess I, I, I don't know anything about any of this. I've never dealt with anything yeah. like We've this. read a lot of books about it. We've never <laughs> dealt with it personally. Uh, so. We've got some stories we're going to yeah. share where, they, look, and that's that's kind of those of you who have been a part of this podcast a while you realize this already those of you who are new are going to quickly realize that um we are like you and we deal with the same things you deal with and we have the same frustrations and letdowns and difficult people that you deal with and so we've got some stories that we're yeah, going to share I, I would maybe go a little step further and say maybe we're not like you maybe we're worse than you. <laughs> that's right maybe. that's right <laughs> Maybe we're bigger losers and not as good as learners That's as a right. lot of you. So. And, you know, we, we've said this all the time, but we, we have learned, mm -hmm. you know, most in ministry by how not to do things because they've, they've blown up in our faces. So we'll share a little bit about some of that today, too. Well, what do you do when people question your leadership decisions? Mm -hmm. I'm sure we've had that happen a lot over the last couple of years, especially. What do you do? In dealing with those people who are, like we said earlier, are not so easy to deal with, uh, I guess I can give maybe an illustration to start yes. with. Here's, here's a great illustration of what I have personally had to deal with. Uh, now, I'm not talking about somebody right now in the sense of I don't like them or I don't love them. Right. I love these people greatly. It's just a frustration that uh, happens in leading people. You're going to have difficult conversations yes. and you're going to have opportunities to... Uh, to test your leadership. If you ability. don't, you're not leading. <laughs> yes, that's right. So uh, as many of you probably dealt with the decision fatigue that we had the last couple of years, do we meet in person? Do we not even meet in person? How do we handle things online? How do we handle when people are wanting to meet in classes? And, and how do we configure our worship space to, to make things safe? And who do we listen to? So all of these things are, are, are happening in the midst of of the pandemic so it was at the point where we had we had suspended meeting in person 
in our worship space. No small group classes, no on-campus activities were going on. This is in the throes of COVID. Yes, yeah. and, and this is, man, right in the middle of all of the crazy stuff that we didn't know how to handle. So we suspended all that. We had a plan that we thought would work, and we tried to follow that plan as best as we could. So when it was time for us to feel as though we can start making some steps of progress and start meeting in person, start meeting in person, one of the things we thought would be helpful would be, hey, let's have an outdoor worship experience where everybody can spread out. Some of your churches did the same thing, yeah. I'm sure. So, I mean, some people did, you know, drive-in worship experiences. Some people did outdoor worship experiences. And we thought this would be a reasonable next step in preparing us to meet in person. And I'm thankful uh, for something that I never thought I'd be thankful for. And that is in a church revitalization, when you have a big space and you don't have a whole lot of people, you can spread them out. So That's we right. knew once we got right. back in our facilities, we were gonna be okay with social distancing and all that kind of stuff. So we decided this would be our first step in, in what would be several steps to prepare our people to once again gather and just be encouraged to be around each other. So I get a call on the Saturday before we're going to have our first meeting in person in a while, it's gonna be an outdoor service. And the call is pretty much like, hey, uh, I just wanna let you know that I don't like your decision. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what do you not like about the decision? Well, we should be meeting inside. Uh, our president has told us that it's okay to do that. So let's do that. And I'm like, well, you know, the president is- President slash Pope, right? Yeah, is, is very uh, helpful in trying to make sure we're getting back to where we need to be. But in our context, in our community, we've got to decide what's best for our church. So based on what other churches are doing, what other communities are doing, you know, we're getting feedback from other leaders. Here's the decision our leadership has come to for our church. We feel like this is the best next step in getting us ready to meet back in person. Well, I don't like that. We need to be meeting in person as soon as possible. So after an extended conversation with this person, uh, we kind of came to a place where we both agreed to disagree on our opinions. Mm -hmm. We both acknowledged that we loved and respected each other. And then I uh, ended the conversation, well, I'm glad, you know, we, we kind of find a place where we can mutually agree to disagree. I'll see you tomorrow. And the person said, um, yeah, no, I won't be there tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And, and I'm like, we weren't, me and my family weren't planning on being there anyway. So they were Whether adamant. you're meeting indoors or not. Yeah, our, our family was <laughs> adamant about you meeting in person, but our family's not going to show up yeah. to the service tomorrow. They had planned on going to another church mm. instead. So dealing with those kind of situations. Oh, man. So, oh, man. So well, a lot of us have recently had those kind of conversations yeah. and uncomfortable confrontations yeah. uh, with people who didn't like our leadership. Well, I mean, again, if you lead, you're going to experience some of that. And, um, you know, one of my frustrations, kind of letdowns, Tough situations recently, uh, and a lot of you may be dealing with this too, is just a, a general lack of commitment post-COVID, right? And, you know, habits have been formed, and, and so those habits are continuing, even though, you know, we've been meeting in person for a while now, and, and, you know, we feel like it's pretty safe and healthy uh, as a church family to meet. Just, it's not because of COVID. They're not using COVID excuses, it's just a lack of commitment. And, and specifically for us, you know, and I shared a little bit about this on the, the podcast before, but we've almost had to restart our, our D groups. I mean, we haven't restarted. There are some that continue to meet and multiply, but, but you know, we certainly aren't where we thought we would be. And so we kind of had to relaunch some of those and, 
and let some meet for 18 to 24 months that would have met for, for 12 months before. And that's been a really big frustration. And then on top of that, kind of what you're talking about is we're getting back and some of the people are getting back in our church. And, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how many people in my church listen to my podcast. But, <laughs> but uh, so I think one of the frustrations for me has been we, we had a, a worship renovation fund that we raised money. And it's pretty, pretty cool how quickly we raised that money. Shows you there's an appetite for for updating. So we really felt like that's the worship center we're sitting we're in right in now. We're in the worship center right now, by that the way, our, which is beautiful. That our shirts unintentionally match the attire. The, the, so. That's right. If you're watching on YouTube, yeah. you see this. But a beautiful facility. But we believe that we, sh you know, should roll out the red carpet for for people who show up on Sunday to worship God, to exalt Him, and especially for newcomers that have never, you know, experienced church here, never experienced worship here, and maybe some people that don't know Christ. And so we've raised some money. We're going to replace the carpet. And the idea is to replace these pews with chairs. Right. Now, as you can imagine, we've had some opposition to that. Not, not great opposition, not a whole lot of people. In fact, um, God's kind of rebirthed um, our church in a sense post-COVID. And so uh, not a lot of people, but they're very vocal. And so, uh, you know, it's been kind of funny to see. We've had some contentious leadership meetings about this. And it's crazy because here's what's happened. You know, chairs, pews, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, if we update the pews or, or bring in chairs, you know, we're trying to be stewards of what God's given us and do the most affordable, best-looking option. But but here's the deal. I've found people in our church now worshiping these pews, honestly, making idols out of furniture rather than to do everything we can to be disciples that make disciples. And that, as a leader and as a pastor, boy, that's frustrating. So, so yeah, I, I can... I can definitely relate to this whole topic of frustration. Yeah, maybe maybe we've we heard the phrase, this is God's house, <laughs> but not used in a very positive way. Not in a positive way. Right. Yeah. So how do we do that? I mean, Andy, what do we do when we encounter these situations, which we all deal with? Don't quit. <laughs> that's the number that's, one thing, right? Don't that's quit. one piece of advice yeah. I have. Don't let it drive you out. Yeah. Don't quit because it's going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to happen more than one time. As a matter of fact, uh, certain people might be regular people who frustrate you or you deal with right. and uh, don't quit. So that's, I mean, that's my first piece of advice. And I know that sounds simple and elementary and easier to say than do, but I mean, you got to remember your calling and what you're called to mm -hmm. do. And part of your calling is leading an imperfect group of people with you being an imperfect leader. So that's not always going to work out perfectly if you've that's got right. those two dynamics at play. Uh, the next thing I would say is worry a lot less about people's opinion and worry and be more concerned with being faithful to Jesus and his missions. Right? And I think those two things go hand in hand. You're less likely to quit if you are being more aware of Jesus and your calling to be faithful to him and his mission. Uh, it's not easy, but we have to remind ourselves often that our allegiance is to Jesus. He right. is the head of the church. You know, we are the body, even though we're an under-shepherd in his church. But our allegiance is to him, not to people's opinions. That's right. And don't get me wrong, there's some people who are going to have some good opinions, but they're going to be people who have their own agendas and their own opinions. And Mark Clifton says something that I think is fantastic. The last thing your pastor needs is your unprayed over opinion about That's something. Right. That's right. So if, if you're going to take someone's opinion... Uh, as something that's important or with some weight to it, 
uh, make sure you're talking to a person who has your best interest, the church's best interest at heart, and they prayed about this. That's right. Then you can have a serious conversation. But otherwise, make sure you are more concerned with faithfulness to Jesus and his mission. That's right. I mean, Peter, right? Peter, mm -hmm. when he, they were in prison and they were told not to speak the name of Jesus, he says, look, we're going to listen to God, that's right. not man. That's right. And that's really the attitude we have to take. Not, not an arrogant attitude, not a dismissive attitude. Because honestly, there may be some truth to some of this opposition. There may be something you can learn from, from anyone. Example, the one I used about the pews and the chairs. We, we've taken that and we've come to a compromise. We're going to leave three rows of pews, and the rest are going to be chairs. And we're going to redo the pews to match the chairs. And, you know, I would have never come up with that. It's honestly, not my favorite idea. But it's actually the best idea for our context. And it wouldn't have happened without an opposition. So you can learn uh, from people. But I agree, you, you need to listen to God's leading and your calling. Be faithful to that calling, right? And ultimately, uh, you, know, you know, Neil Cole says the church is going to be measured by only one thing. It's disciples. That's right. And that's our calling. So how do we continue to lead our church to be disciples that make disciples and not worry about the needs? So yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be difficult because in dealing with those people and their opinions, uh, whether they're doing it intentionally or unintentionally, they're going to sidetrack you from the mission. And they're, oftentimes they're going to hijack the mission. That's right. They're going to try. try to make what you feel like God's mission for your church is, they're going to turn it into what they think the mission for the church is. And they're going to be upset if you are not on their mission. And that's frustrating. And I think the way we deal with that is just look at the life of Jesus. Look at the ministry and the relationships that Jesus had. You know, he was described as someone being full of grace and truth. So mm -hmm. I think the way we deal with people and their opinions and their desire to intentionally or unintentionally hijack the mission of the church is to be loving and honest with them. Mm. You know, we as a culture really stink at sitting down and having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people. Yeah. We, we become keyboard jockeys and we go out and man, we just, we pounce on them and we just, I mean, we pull the rug out from under them and we, we assassinate their character online, but if we were in the same room with them, we wouldn't do the same. Right. So if you have people in your church who you feel like are against the mission or maybe even against you, when's the last time you thought, man, it would be great just to go sit down with them, have coffee or have lunch or have a conversation with them and get to know them and them get to know you and you figure out why their opinion is on this and they figure out why you are committed to the mission. And I think that's a helpful thing. That's just being loving and honest, just like Jesus was full of grace and truth. That's right. And I think one, one thing kind of related to that it's something that I really need to do a whole lot more of and something I'm learning to do a little bit more um, because I, I've dealt with this kind of situation really all my ministry. And God tends to call us, Andy, to places that, that need revitalization and change, and that's not always easy, and not everybody always loves that. And so one thing that I would encourage you to do is choose to see their pain. Mm. So when they come at you and when they criticize you or, or you know, attack you, which inevitably happens when we lead change, choose to see their pain. Because look, it's not often, it's not always the case, but often it is the case that they are experiencing some kind of pain, some kind of loss, some kind of hurt, some kind of fear. Yeah. Uh, you know, our friend Joel Mom talks about the, the reasons for anger and, and things that are threatening their life. Choose to see their pain so that, not that they're right, not that you give in, but that at least you see where they're coming from so that you can do exactly what Andy was saying. Sit down with them and have a loving but truthful conversation. Yeah, hurt people tend to hurt people. You I've know, heard that so. 
right. that, that happens so often in ministry in the local church and you're trying to lead people who are hurt and out of their frustration or fear like you're talking about uh, those opinions tend to come to the surface or that frustration or, or, or anger comes to the surface so dealing with that in a loving and honest way I mean what I mentioned earlier I think is just key just to make sure you're staying on mission I mean people matter don't get me wrong relationships yes. matter uh, but what God has called us to do as the church is to make disciples. So whatever helps us and moves us forward in that mission, we need to really understand in our context how that works. And expressing that to people in those conversations is important in a loving and honest way. That's right, because really what people often don't understand is the why, mm. right? And we understand it. We live it. But... You know, if we could just, they may not agree with it, but if we could just get them to understand the mission, mm -hmm. and that's the why, the reason we're doing this is related to the mission, you know, that that changes everything. Now, we're saying this assuming that you're making decisions based on your mission. So that, you know, if you're not, then that may be right. the yeah. reason you're, you're making Your decisions are being prayed over. Yes, that's and, right. And just like we want people's opinions being prayed over. That's so right. that's very important. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt, Mark, to get someone's opinion who is not in the middle of what's going on in, in your church. If you're frustrated with a person or a situation or there's a, a tough situation you're trying to deal with, it doesn't hurt to get some outside perspectives. So I would encourage you, uh, you know, like I said earlier, don't quit. Mm -hmm. Be faithful to Jesus in the mission. Deal lovingly and honestly with people. But get some counsel get some wise godly counsel from someone outside of your perspective because any relationships we deal with where there's conflict involved many times it's very helpful to get wise godly counsel to view things from the outside because generally there's my story and there's their story right. and then the truth is somewhere kind of right. in the middle and and we have someone who will lovingly and honestly push us to see the truth for what it is not just my agenda or their opinion but let's see how do we meet to fulfill the mission God has for our That's church. Right. Andy and I do that with each other all the time. Um, honestly, you know, I would I would have made some really poor decisions in the last several years if it hadn't been for Andy's counsel and advice. And so, you know, it, it doesn't have to be the same person always, but but find somebody who is definitely not in the thick of it, yeah. not in the middle of it, because those things it gets emotional. It does, and it gets personal. And I think if you talk to somebody who's not directly involved in that situation, it, it's helpful. So. Absolutely, I would agree with that. Another thing that I, we would encourage you to do is to maybe hit pause and take some time away and get some rest. Yeah. Um, if, especially if you're like us and you've been dealing with letdown after letdown, frustration after frustration, tough situation after tough situation, difficult person after difficult person for you know two years, three years now, uh, it can wear on you. And that's why so many people are quitting. Yeah. And just take some time away, unplug, literally unplug from it and, and get some rest and let God refresh you because it's amazing what that time away does for your perspective, for your confidence, for really just for your, your direction and vision in, in what God has called you to. Yeah, when you're in the middle of those moments of conflict or frustrating relationships or tough situations and you're already tired, you're already exhausted emotionally, spiritually, physically, that's just going to add to whatever negative uh, stuff's going on there in that. So 
definitely to step back and rest. It doesn't mean ignore the situation or sweep it under the rug as though it's not happening, but you personally need to make sure that you're getting the the, the, the spiritual and physical and emotional rest that you sure. need so that you can properly lead in the local church and make disciples that we were called to do. And I think everything we're talking about today, a lot of us see these situations as hurdles or obstacles or hindrances to us moving forward and fulfilling the mission that God's called us to or even being faithful to Jesus. But, you know, maybe God is using these situations in our life or these relationships to teach us something. Right. You know, how about be less prideful and and less willing to say I'm right all the time and more willing to be humble enough to say, you know what, maybe I don't have it all figured out. Maybe their perspective is needed in this situation to to show me, hey, my way isn't always the best way. That's right. And, you know, something you just mentioned, Andy, is important. It's also that process that's important. So we, we always, typically, as leaders, think about the destination. We know where we want to get. But really, getting there is God's way of molding us, growing us, uh, you know, transforming us, and, and building our character and our trust in Him. And so that's an important thing to remember, too. It may not always be fun, hmm. but that journey and that process is, is the is the tool that God uses to grow our faith. And so remind yourself of that over and over, uh, especially in those times where it's really difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think about Paul's dealings with people. He got frustrated, you yeah. know, with the, the process and some of the relationships he had and some of the mission involvement and, and leader development and church planning that he had. It didn't go perfectly for him. But, however, man, he was always humble enough to to step back like you're talking about and evaluate the situation and trust God and love people the right way. And I think that's very important. So what opportunities do you have to learn from whatever difficult people and situations you're dealing with? I think it's, I think it's a great moment for us to realize that God wants to work in and through those situations to, to, to glorify himself and to propel us forward, to be right. even pre better prepared uh, in our day and age to, fulfill the mission that God's called us to, to be disciples and make disciples. That's right. And so we hope today has been an encouragement to you and, and uh, help, help you think through and filter some of those situations that I'm sure you're facing, or as Andy said earlier, you will face if you haven't yet. And we, we just want to encourage you. Um, you know, God's not done with you yet. Uh, and, and, you know, he's got more in store and he's going to use you uh, as you seek to fulfill his calling on your life. And so don't, don't by any means, don't be discouraged and give up. Like don't Andy quit. said, don't, don't quit. Yeah. Keep being faithful to what God's called yeah. you to. And, uh, you know, this difficult moment will pass. There will be a different one later. Uh, but God will come through because that is who God is. Yeah. So we hope today has been an encouragement to you in the middle of tough times. And uh, we thank you for joining in this conversation. And we'll see you next time. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.